Hello, and welcome to Full Circle, a healthcare podcast by Aventus Whole Health. I'm your host, Kim Howell. This week, I'm sitting down with our Director of Pharmacy, Dr. Monica Larigi, to discuss the recent hype behind GLP-1 receptor agonists, such as Ozempic, Trulicity, and Wegovy, and the impact of the hype on patients in long-term care. So thank you, Dr. Luigi, for joining me today to talk about some medications that we've seen in the media and also across social media and really kind of unpacking the impact of those drugs, not only in our populations, but what these occurrences could mean for our populations. There's a lot of information out there, and I think distilling it down for folks would be really helpful. So if you are not aware, the drugs Ozempic, Trulicity, and Wegovy have been making headlines around celebrities and people in the general population talking about these drugs as they relate to weight loss and also for what they're originally prescribed for, which is treating type 2 diabetes. And we want to make sure that we are clear on what these drugs are used for, how they're prescribed in our long-term care populations, and what all of this hype means. So Dr. Luigi, if you could unpack for us, what is Ozempic and what's Trulicity? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Kim. What we call them and what they are and what they do. So this drug class are called the GLP-1 agonists or just the GLP-1s, and that stands for glucagon-like peptide 1. What that means is that they activate the glucagon-like peptide one receptors. And these GLP-1 receptors are responsible for increasing our body's insulin production. And they also decrease the body's natural glucagon production. So insulin is what our bodies use to process sugars and remove those sugars that can do harm in larger quantities to our cells in our body. Insulin will reduce that, that circulating sugars. And also these GLP-1s will reduce our body's natural sugar production. So they're great for diabetics because they help regulate our circulating sugars in that way. And something else that the GLP-1s do is that they also will delay gastric emptying. So uh, this means they work directly in the stomach to help slow the processing of foods down. And so that helps us feel fuller longer. So that is where this interesting side effect occurred to where we found that while we were controlling people's diabetes, we were also making them feel fuller so they were eating less. And so they had a natural way weight loss to them as well. Drugs have a history of being used for side effects. When they were trying to use a drug for one thing, they found out that the side effects were beneficial, and so they started marketing it for something else. And that just happens to be what's happened with these GLP-1s as well. And that's what brought us to uh, Wigovi. Great point that you make around medication sometimes being reallocated for side effects that have resulted from the original treatment plan. And I think the third drug that we've mentioned, Wigovi, has actually been approved for that type of treatment, whereas Trulicity and Ozempic are only approved to treat diabetes, correct? That's correct. So Wegovy is actually the exact same drug as Ozempic. So it's the same generic drug. It's just under a different name. It's actually been approved as a different medication specifically for weight loss. And part of that is to help with the approval of medications and our third-party insurances, our payers of what that medication specifically uses used for, uh, they can associate a diagnosis with a specific name. So it helps them in that part. But it, it also helps us as well when it comes to availability of a medication. As you mentioned earlier, we've heard about shortages of these GLP-1s for our diabetic population. And so having this Wegovy available specifically for weight loss is going to help us differentiate that and help hopefully reduce some of the market flux that we've seen in availability. So we're looking at prescribing these drugs in our population 
options? Do we often prescribe all three? Does it depend on insurance companies? And what does the rate of prescribing look like for our population? That's a great question. So we are starting to see an uptick in the GLP-1s being uh, prescribed in our patient population. There's a lot of benefit of this medication, this drug class in general. Number one, they're usually dosed once or twice a week. So it's much easier than trying to get our patient population to remember to take medications every day or sometimes multiple times a day, or even injecting something once a day. So the ease of it's very beneficial for our patient population. But the nice thing that we've seen is that obviously when we decrease the circulating blood sugars, there are certain organs that are most likely to be damaged by that excess sugar. So sugars just circulating around in smaller numbers are going to cause a little bit of damage, kind of like a little fender bender in a parking lot. But as they just get bombarded with sugars, you know, those fender benders can really add up and start to cause some major structural damage. And what we're seeing is that sugar bombardment, that structural damage is happening most in the heart, the kidneys, and the eyes in our diabetic population. And these GLP-1s have been found to be very cardioprotective. They actually protect the heart against some further damage. In our patient population, they're really beneficial for the patients who have that trifecta of being overweight, having heart disease, and being diabetic. So it's a great drug class that's really starting to take off for that. We're starting to see more and more of it in our patient populations. And as you mentioned, when it comes to which drug is picked, that's a lot to do with what is preferred by the insurance companies. Both Ozempic and Trulicity are are pretty much covered one versus the other in most insurances. So we haven't had too much of an issue with that. And that's fantastic that we're able to provide uh, that type of care and, and really utilize this medication in a way that is beneficial for our population. And to hear that it does provide for some protection in the cardio area is, is really exciting as well. Especially um, when you consider that, you know, 33% of the population in general of 65 and older are diabetic. So, wow. you know, one third of our, our patient population already can benefit uh, from some sort of a, a medication like this. And then when you add in again, that overweight and the heart disease population is very promising. And that's a pretty significant number, a third that really puts it on the radar there. We've touched a bit on the popularity of these drugs and a potential shortage. What would that potentially look like for our populations? And do you foresee a shortage impacting our ability to prescribe these for geriatric patients? So I've heard a lot of this and I've gotten a lot of questions. I'm really glad that we get the chance to talk about this because it's obviously a concern that if your, you know, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa are on this medication that's been working for them, the idea that it could suddenly no longer be available, you know, it's very concerning to a lot of people. The good news is that our long-term care pharmacy partners have been very proactive in ensuring that these medications are available for those patient populations. And honestly, some of the insurance companies have given us a little bit of a boost too. And as I mentioned, they are approving for diabetic use, not so much for weight loss alone. So if a patient is not diabetic and is looking for strictly a weight loss and they're hoping that their insurance is going to cover it, they're not going to be as likely a candidate to get that medication. So there are forces at work to try to ensure that the most at-risk population are getting the medications they need. And to this point, we have not had any significant delays. There was a bit of a time where Ozembic was a bit of an issue, but we were very lucky that our, our pharmacy partners have been fantastic at helping us ensure that we could get those patients switched over to a Trilicity or a Bieta or a Victoza, other uh, GLP-1s to make sure that 
there was no delay in treatment. That's fantastic to hear. Thank you so much for walking us through these drugs and really helping to clarify some of the hype that's been occurring and to share with us the amazing impact that these medications could have on our population and are having for the patients that we serve. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for joining us this week. As always, you can look forward to another episode of Full Circle next Tuesday at noon. Next week, we'll be discussing Alzheimer's awareness in relation to June's status as Alzheimer and Brain Awareness Month.